Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadou. Tonight, I'm here with... Natalie Neti Ajaho. And coming up over the next 90 minutes. People want to scare our supporters from coming out to vote. And that's what is happening. We are expecting the police to do better. We don't want it to get to a point whereby we'll be forced to defend ourselves. Governing NPP cries over alleged intimidation of its voters in the ongoing Asin North by election. We'll be live in the constituency as polls come to a close officially. Also coming up, Finance Minister Kendo Furiata to meet striking tanker drivers to avert a national security challenge. And later on Eyewitness News, customers of Gold Coast Security say the server of the company which was in the custody of the Ioko has gone missing. We'll find out what that means. Stay with 97.3 CTFM for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News. And in business... Automobile Assemblers Association calls for implementation of policies to ensure growth of the sector. That's in 15 minutes uh, from the business desk of CTFM and City TV. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations. We are on Premier 100.5 FM, Beach 105.5 FM and Sky Power 93.5 FM. All of them in Takradi. We are also on Greener 95.9 FM in Sunyani. We are on Orange 107.9 FM in Kumasi. We are on Right 90.1 FM in Somanya. We are on Holy 98.5 FM in Aflau. We are on Dasuma 99.1 FM in Yendi. We are also on Word 88.3 FM in Zuarungu as well as Bugli Radio 88.6 FM in wah do send us your messages because the show is interactive on whatsapp is 0549-986-996 that's a whatsapp number 0549-986-996 send tweets using the hashtag city newsroom tweet at umaru sanda or at city973 we are live on youtube we're live on facebook let's set over details of our stories now and the new patriotic party and the National Democratic Congress, as well as the LPG, three political parties, are currently uh, slagging it out in the Asin North by election. The two uh, main parties are fighting over who would be elected uh, following the declaration of a vacancy in that particular constituency, the Asin North constituency. The NDC has James Jachikwezin, who was uh, disqualified or who was removed, and the MPP has brought Charles Opoku. These two individuals are on the ballot, and there's a lady in the middle who represents the LPG. But ahead of the decision, um, ahead of the decision by the delegates or the voters in that constituency, a number of politicians have descended uh, in the community, and uh, they have been making comments. Let's hear from National General Secretary of the New Patriotic Party, Justin Kodia Frimpong, and uh, he says uh, that there are issues around um, voter intimidation before then let's hear from ndc observers uh, who have been speaking uh, these observers say that there has been heavy police deployment and there's been vote buying listen we came here and then we met some people here trying to cause a mayhem so we tried to calm the situation down later we saw some force coming and then it moved to me was 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 the lead he was just here and trying to command his guys to go and beat someone here so they chase him up here and they start firing guns so they shot the individual yes where the where the uh, uh, uh filling station is just there they fired the gun but unfortunately i don't know the guy i think said so the gun they rushed on him and then they, they, they started beating him. Some people there's some right inside. They started Yeah, they started beating the guy and that was it. So they, they all came here and then left. So I think what is happening here, this is elections, we want peace. We are here for peaceful elections 
and then we don't want to cause any mayhem. But we plead with the police because here you can see the police, they are all disarmed. So those are some NDC uh, members who are also observing the elections in uh, Sin North. Uh, journalists spoke to Justin Kodia from Hong, who is General Secretary of the New Patriotic Party. Listen to him. From the morning to now, huh? all the stronghold of the MPP, right. there is tension there. Right. There is tension there. You take your time and go from Praso right. to Enja. Look at what is happening there. The tension that is brewing over all these places. Surprisingly, when you go to NDC Stronghold, Pasofinungo, the place is quiet. There is no tension there. And we have men in uniform who are supposed to make sure that there's law and order. How can people come here and be shooting? How can people come here and be slapping people left, right, center? And a lesson that people are going to vote to decide who to be their member of parliament does it have to turn into a war? Ask yourself, how did it happen? Where you stand now, right? Look at the statistics. It's the strong of the MPP. How come you're having gunshots here, but you're not having gunshots? What does it mean? It's an election. People want to intimidate our supporters. People want to scare our supporters from coming out to vote. And that's what is happening. We are expecting the police to do better. We don't want it to get to a point whereby we'll be forced to defend ourselves. So that's on the issue of um, vote buying, voter intimidation. There's another leg to this as to whether um, someone is giving money to voters in the constituency. There is this um, audio and video where former national organizer of the NDC, Joshua Kamba, and former MP for Ablekuma Central Ebenezer Na, who is an MPP, so NDC and MPP, have been engaged in a verbal crossfire on allegations of money sharing. Uh, let's listen to that. Let me say something. Uh, here. You know, you know, you know. Behave. Ghanaians are listening. Ghanaians are listening. Ghanaians are listening. Behave. You know what? You know what I'm happy about? They have seen their hero. Oh, how, how, so, how? so don't go away. Oh, how, how? If I'm not your hero, don't move away. Oh, they are interviewing me as organizer, formal organizer, right? An astute politician. Please learn from us. You are a media person. I respect so much. I've seen you, your reportage, and I'm happy you are covering this. The MPP decides to give some people the selected. Thousand cities each per delegate. Yes, I did. 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 You are not the one interviewing me. You can ask me. The MPP decided that they, are, they will give other people thousand, and when they are following notice, that some people have accepted thousand. And they are giving them 200. Then there's a confusion here. I'm sure that's what you are, you are recording. Is that not what you are recording? Are you not recording issues? Are you not recording issues of people fighting over money? Please, please, I can defend myself. Are you not, are you not recording people fighting over money? That's what you are recording. You are talking about live TV, is that right? Yeah, good. So you are live on air. And I'm saying that this is one of them. When I came, he told me that. We have stopped. We have stopped sharing the money. I told you. He told me. We are talking about people coming to vote. We have canvases that you and you and you should go and call the people to come and vote. You have taken people's name and their telephone number. It's a duty for me to call the person that come and cast your votes. So when you see me going to call people to come and cast their votes, that means I'm giving them money. I have been here since morning. I'm here with the Deputy General Secretary. Um, uh, uh, Antoinette, the two of us, I'm here. I'm a former member of Parliament of Abuja Central. Antoinette is the Deputy General Secretary. We have been here. General Opoko Juma has been here. Asili Kedia has been here. All their big wins have been here because they are afraid of the two of us. Akamba have been sitting here since morning. And they started sharing money. Look, look, look at the station. This one, that's what 
some people ask them if they're in mother giving food. They are selling money and food. I said, Nana Jobuka Juma was here. I said, Nigeria has been here. All right, so that's a video captured by TV3 um, featuring former Ablekuma Central NPP MP Ebenezer Na and uh, former NDC organizer Joshua Amidwa Kamba there. It has to do with what is happening in Asin North. A lot more things. On the issue of vote buying, John Boydou, former General Secretary of the NPP, was asked to comment on the issue of vote buying. Listen to his response. I'm saying the fertilizer, the uh, 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 machete and things they were sharing, what was it about? I think that we've moved on from this pettiness in our politics. You understand? What was it about? They've been sharing things all over the place and they'll turn around and come and complain. As I stand here, if somebody comes from Fosu, I came from Fosu this morning, about 20 people came to me that they want to come and vote. Wouldn't I give them transportation to come? What is all these things? We waste our time. They do it. And they say, oh, you did it. We also did it. I don't have time for some of these things. They were sharing things all over the place. Didn't you? Haven't you seen samples of it? What is this? Childishness. I don't think that uh, we can continue this kind of unnecessary debates. You give this, you give that. What is it? I went to a police station. I saw somebody who is my brother. And he may li likely not see me before I leave. So if I give him money, what, what is wrong? What is it about? Eh? Then you see they go and misbehave and just turn around, just want a debate. Oh, what kind of backwardness is that? We've moved on. Let's move on. Have you seen anybody sharing money to anybody yet? But we have to support our people to come and vote. I go to a place, they say, oh, I don't pay me in this. That's John Boydou, his former general secretary of the NPP. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF. And we have Calvi Stete. He's our correspondent in the central region. He's been um, embedded in the various campaigns and following the various campaigns until today. And he's been covering the election as well in Asin North. He's joined me on the line now. Calvis, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Give us a wrap of what you saw all day long. Well, uh, you know, earlier in the morning, it was a charge atmosphere, you know, here at the cinema, as a consequence, we're getting up to go and then go. Uh, there were long queues, there were smaller queues in the morning, but sometimes after 12, the queues became longer because people who had gone to town were, were finally coming to go. So around three, four, you could see the numbers are drawn up. But then again in the morning, the issue of food buying, as you, as you said earlier, uh, there were accusations and counter accusations here and there. Between the NDC and MPP, I engaged former first vice chairman Mane or Wadie of the MPP, and then Joseph Abaka of the NDC, the regional youth organizer. On the issue of vote buying, vote buying, sorry, both of them, the NDC was accusing the NDC. Ka Yes, I do recognize that you would be at a polling center by now where there will be uh, uh, what, what, sorting and counting. But if you yes. could kindly uh, step away a bit, the noise is unbearable. All right, Sandra. Yes, yeah. so, yeah, go ahead and tell us what, yes, continue. Yes, so I, I engaged uh, uh, Omar Wadiye of the uh, former uh, first vice chairman of the MPP and then uh, Joseph Abakan, the deputy uh, regional youth organizer for the NDC on the issue of vote buying. The NDC... Uh, is alleging that MPP uh, people are paying money to people in some areas of the constituency to, to so to speak, vote for them. And the, the MPP uh, came out and said that the NDC, the allegations the NDC is making, they are false. The NDC is just trying to score cheap political points. You know, so there was this vote buying incident all over the constituency. Quite apart from that, issues of violence also, we recorded issues of violence, one at Asin Prasso, where some uh, macho men of both NDC and MPP where each other's neck, where we learned gunshot was fired and one person sustained minor injury. Uh, the police quickly rushed in, and then that individual was rushed to the hospital. Sander. All right, so um, we've also heard about gunshots. Is that the same place where this person who's injured uh, was recorded, or there's something else? Because we've heard something about a, a polling station known as Ningo. What have you gathered from that area? Well, uh, Sander, I believe that is the same place. It's, it's at Asim, Asim Prasu D Basic School. That is where the gunshot was said. So far, that is the only gunshot I know that has happened around the constituency. Uh, some macho men were engaged in a, in a brawl, and then I think one person fired a gun, and then he hit uh, 
one of the macho men resulting in the injury. The General uh, Secretary of the MPP has said that uh, their voters have been intimidated uh, in their strongholds. Um, did you notice anything like that yourself? Well, Sander, I, I didn't notice anything like that. I mean, uh, the MPP people, I don't think they would uh, allow themselves to be intimidated because I've moved around the constituency. I saw what happened. Uh, there, was, there, was, there was nothing like intimidation, Sander. I see. What about the police presence in the constituency? How massive or huge was it? Well, Sander, the police presence was very, very huge. You know, uh, if you move a meter or a step further, you see police people in every corner of the constituency. They are working in twos and in threes, uh, uh, trying to ensure that everything went successful. Uh, uh, um, earlier in the morning, on, on, the, on the main stretch of Singapore Highway, you could see them visibly on the highway with roadblock blockades to ensure that uh, they, 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 they check whatever is moving in and out of the constituency. So the police were on top of their job, Sander. I see. Now talk to us about what's happening now. Which polling station are you at? What's the situation? Well, Sander, I'm currently in Asim Breku. Uh, they are about... Three polling stations are visited currently, and uh, the information is that uh, James Jatikwesin has won in all the three polling stations inside Asimbreku town. We are moving to other polling stations to also observe what is happening there, Sander. So far, do you have any results from any polling stations handy that you can share, or is too early now? Carvis? Yes, Sander, I can hear you. Do you have any results handy that you can share with us, or that would come in later? Well, Sandra, that those results will come in later. Very I well. just moved from the, from the area, but Ve that is what we have learned now. Very well. Thank you so much uh, for speaking to us. Uh, that's Kavi Sete. Please keep an eye on the constituency generally. Uh, he would be uh, covering that place for us. And let me just say that we are also simultaneously live on City TV, and we'll be bringing you the broadcast both um, in, in video and audio. Here on 97.3 CTFM Radio, we are bringing you the broadcast from the constituency. And we also have another parallel broadcast happening on City TV. We are also on YouTube, we are on Facebook, uh, whichever platform suits you, do join us and follow our coverage here on 97.3 City of Emerson City TV. When we come back, allegations of uh, intimidation continues. Someone at George's MP for Ningo Pram Pram, he has been making some claims about what he witnessed in the constituency. We'll try to raise him on the phone. We'll also hear from the youth leaders of the two political parties. That would be after this quick break. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You welcome back. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We, we have an eye on Asin North constituency. There's a by election that has happened there today. Uh, sorting is happening, counting is happening. Uh, declaration of results at polling stations happened in a lot of the polling stations. Uh, we've also heard of voter intimidation, violence has been recorded, um, sharing of money, we're told, or inducement has been happening as well. Salam Mustafa is the president of the youth wing of the New Patriotic Party, national youth organizer of the governing party. Uh, Mr. Mustafa, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tomorrow. We are told that some macho men in fisticuffs and that resulted in a discharge of a weapon. Someone has been injured. Are those your youth that have decided to go wrestling in the constituency? Well, um, first of all, let me say a very good evening to your listeners. I wasn't at the scene of the event, but I later visited the place. And I asked what happened, and you know, uh, I got two narrations from the NDP side and the you know FDP side that you know um, it was a, a normal visitation, like we all moved to the police station to see how the process is going. Then um, some members of the NDP team. Uh, Accosting Chairman uh, Wotunin, you know, delegation, and you know, it turned into you know an argument. Then, uh, obviously, the, the men got uh, agitated, and it aggravated into uh, fisticuffs, you know, and the police uh, got into the matter. Uh, as I, I, I speak, the police indicated to me that it's a matter. Under investigation, 
and um, that's how far uh, I know. And you know, the matter has got into the police have firmly indicated that they have taken the matter up, and uh, you know. I see. So that, that's one instance. Your boss, the general secretary of your party, has said that some of your voters were being intimidated. Is that something that you witnessed yourself at any of the polling stations? How was that intimidation done? I, I, I have gotten a number of reports of same, uh, and I had to uh, quickly dash to those places. Uh, it's not, you know, familiar to this uh, by-election uh, alone. In fact, our other activities uh, we have carried out, they have tried doing uh, such things. In fact, on Sunday, when we're doing our final rally, uh, if you have come to Asimbriku, you would see uh, the road infrastructure that from the main road, there's a turn that takes you into the Briku Township. The NDC had masked up you know, in front of the junction and were throwing shades and, you know, attacking uh, our people. So we had to exercise some restraint uh, from leadership level, you know, our people to uh, ask them to hold on uh, because we didn't want a spectacle. It was our day and we didn't want anything to mar the beauty of the rally that we we're going to have. So it's been an act that has been deployed, you know, by the the NDC, if you like, to sort of, you know, want to intimidate. And today I got, you know, reports of saying at police stations, oh, the NDC have masked up and, you know, they are confronting people, they are doing that. So you, we, 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 we will also quickly get there and, you know, uh, find a way to defuse it. So the reports have been right. And uh, so far, we have been able to manage it. And uh, we have finished voting. Sorting has been done in some cases, counting and, and all that. So, so far... Uh, it, it, it's been good. Relatively, uh, it, it's been a very calm day. It's been a very calm election. I, I cannot say that uh, something seriously untoward has happened to mar the beauty of the election today. I see. All right, please be on the line for me. I want to speak to your counterpart on the NDC side, if you do not mind. Uh, okay. George Opari Pablo Ado is uh, also known as Pablo, is national youth organizer of the NDC. Um, Pablo, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. I have Salah Mustafa on the other line. He says that the election has been generally peaceful, uh, save a few skirmishes here and there that he has uh, talked about based on what he has picked up. What's your own assessment of today's uh, exercise and the issue of the, uh, the macho men who were fighting that resulted in the discharge of a weapon? Were those your boys? Well, let me greet your listeners and say a fun that none of our macho men or none of our boys went out there to fight anywhere. And if there was any discharge of anywhere from, I can confidently tell you that it did not come from the NDC. Let me also say that this election has been very peaceful. I commend the police for their efforts. Yesterday, when we met the IGC, all the assurances they gave us, that has exactly happened, and we are grateful for what they have done. But truth be told, tomorrow, the NDC do not tell Ghanaians the truth with the kind of violence they unleashed today in our same process. We went to process to do our usual monitoring on Google, a bus load, a Toyota Hayes bus load of macho men on the NPP side, came out of their car, vandalized my vehicle, and attacked me. It was only the intervention of God. When they did it, they quickly stopped in their cars and sped up. We went to the police, lodged a complaint, and then quickly the police sent reinforcements. Just when I was leaving, I was also informed that that same group met my deputy communications officer along the line and also vandalized the speaker. I also understand that when we left, they went back to assault our deputy regional organizer for the border region and also assaulted some young men at the polling station in France. That is what I can say. But those are isolated incidents. But how, but, how, but how do you know they are NPP members, those in the pickup or oh, the vehicle? Omaro, I can tell you why they are NPP, because earlier on in the day, uh, myself and Chief Baini had reported a young man 
in military regalia at the Breku police station to the police. The young man was picked up. Apparently, he's a member of the Invisible Forces. He was in the queue of intimidating people. It was after that incident that the other young men who I had to go around gave out my car number to the Invisible Forces for them to come and attack me. When they came, they purposely came for me. They came asking where the Parado was, and then they saw my vehicle, saw the number, and came to me because I had four other vehicles ahead of me. They did not attack any of the vehicles. My vehicle was the last car, and they came straight to attack my vehicle. So they knew why they came, and from what we are picking, they came because of the arrest of their young man, of the young man that we got, uh, that we got picked up. So you said that the police has been involved, uh, things have been smooth, and yet you're also saying that there were these issues coming up. I'm trying to marry the two. At the, at the police station in Prasso, there were six police officers, but they were all done. When they, they, they started attack, the police tried it for but their the numbers were more than the police. But immediately we reported the police dispatched a whole set of other men to come there and then calm the situation. All right. Now, at the specific polling station where you are, what is happening? And, and, what, and what are the results you are receiving? <laughs> the NDC is planning the lead here in Greece. So there is pandemonium. Everybody is happy and excited. And people are already celebrating the victory of the space. I can tell you confidently that the space has retained his seat as a member of parliament for our saying of The NDC, MPP General Secretary has said that you were intimidating their voters and that they had, at their strongholds, there were gunshots, slapping of people and all of that. And these it were things that... Own people, it was their own people. It was in Prasso that I was attacked by their own men. So if anybody was intimidating their own people, it was the NPP that ended up intimidating their own people and nobody else. All right, let me leave you here. Uh, that's uh, George Pariado, he's National Youth Organizer of the NDC, also known as Pablo. Salam. So he says that the intimidation allegations could not be true. It was in your stronghold, all right, but he, even he was intimidated. Uh, is that something that you picked up? He says his vehicle has been vandalized and that these, well, were, I, these were members of the Invisible Forces. Uh, I want to send my sympathies to... Uh, Pablo, uh, Giorgio Pariado, and this national organizer for the mishap. But I also think that we shouldn't take the opportunity to exaggerate the story because uh, I wasn't there, but when I heard it, I took time to go to the polling station and inquired, uh, you know, what ensued. And there is a special assistant to question called Jabir who went to accost members of Chama won't meet team, and that's the highlight he, 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 he mentioned. Nobody has the right to go and, you know, ask, you know, people in a vehicle what you are doing here. He, that guy, to what is he doing there? So if we all doing the same job, you don't create tension by going to accost people. And when they hit back, they Iran say that, oh, these people have, you know, come to attack me because we reported, you know, one of their own to be arrested. That is quite a falsehood. And I think that it should be placed on record that it is not true that the attack is as a result of a certain arrest linked to some invisible forces and so on and so forth. The people involved are not members of the Invisible Force. And the NDC also know that the boys that were there were macho men that they had also brought. And that's why the matter degenerated into physical death. The police were there. I took time to you know, listen to the MPP side of the story, the NDC side of the story, and the, you know, the, 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 the police account as well. And clearly you will see that there was a certain you know, interaction, inter, inter, interference, and that, you know, uh, provoked the situation. So, you know, my friends in the NDC should stop the sugar coating. They, they would create a situation, you know, and now turn the whole thing upside down, wanting to, to, to uh, amass sympathy out of it. It's not a good thing. And I think that 
the level of politics that we have reached, we should be candid and truthful to the people and not succumb to some of these communist inferior tactics in trying to uh, outwit political opponents. Okay. It is not uh, a very uh, you know, nice way of doing politics. So let me put it on, on record that the, 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 the invisible forces, whatever he... He, he has said it, it, that account is absolutely not true. Even though, personal as national youth organizer of the MPP, I uh, sympathize with the situation that his, his, his vehicle was 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 vandalized. I from the narration that I heard when the the, the fisticuffs were happening was 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 in the heat of the moment that they were hitting. You know things, and you know. Unfortunately, the, the vehicles were 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 were, were touched. I so see. it's not as if the people just came vandalizing vehicles for no reason. There was a provocation, and that's what erupted the whole situation there at the police station. Okay. Now, before you go, the Pablo says they are confident of winning based on the numbers that are coming through. What is your dashboard looking like? Are you winning? We're also very confident of of, of, of of victory, of winning. Where I am, we have won, uh, you know, all uh, four police stations at Asampana, you know. So, uh, clearly, uh, at the end of the day, we'll put all the results together. Okay. <laughs> you know, we, we will declare who are victors and, and who are losers. So we're also still very confident of, of victory. We, we just cleared four police stations. Yeah. Uh, we are going to our coalition center to start our coalition process. Very well. So we are very much on course. Wish you all the best. Thank you for speaking Thank to you. us. Thank you so much. Salam Mustafa is, uh, uh, is the national youth organizer of the NPP. Now, today, parliament could not sit because... Almost all MPs left the chamber, most likely they have been in Asin North. One of them is the Ningo Pram Pram Member of Parliament, Samuel Nati George. It has been a part of the team. Now, the NDC, we are told, has deployed its MPs to be polling agents in most of the polling stations. Some are also serving as supervisors and observers and all of that. Samuel Nati George is playing a role in that by-election. He's joining us on the line because there's something he put up earlier in the day. Honorable, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. We notice that you have a video that you have publicized, a video involving soldiers. W what was that about? Good evening to your listeners and viewers. Uh, this afternoon, at around 1500, around 3 p.m., we, myself and my colleague, Honorable Armani Buama, who had been tasked to supervise the Ningogangang area, which is a group of eight polling stations, we're doing our routine uh, rounds when we first and foremost met the team of macho men, almost 30 of them in a convoy of about five cars, allegedly led by Ernesto Osobempa. But they passed by us. We passed by them quietly. They were headed for the Ningo polling station. And so we called security ahead to alert them that they were on their way there. We want to say a very big thank you to the uh, FPU commander there and his team, they stood their ground and and sacked them from the polling station. But barely five minutes after we met that convoy of five cars with the macho men, we ran into another convoy of six vehicles that was parked, headed for Ningo. And so we went past, I, I stopped at the third vehicle, which had police officers, and I said to them, what's up here? I said hi to them. And he said, oh, they were just standing there and waiting. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Then I noticed the last vehicle and Nissan had body um, pickup had soldiers, all soldiers in the vehicle. So I drove to that, uh, that pickup, stopped and said hi to the team. We exchanged pleasantries. And I asked them that, what's up with them here? Because election security has nothing to do with the military. It is solely the preserve of the police. And our national chairman and general secretary had, had briefing sessions with the IGP. No mention had been made of the military. So we're surprised to see six of them with at least two staff sergeants in there, you know, and they were all fully armed. So we asked them, and they said, oh, they had come to visit a friend. And I asked them, visit a friend, six of you, in the bush on the day of a by-election and the best into laughter. And so we moved on to 
another person in, in there and a soldier there and asked them what they were doing. And then they said they were escorting somebody. I said, ah, but the other guy said you were visiting a friend. Now you say you are escorting somebody. Who are you escorting? Because the military is only assigned to His Excellency, the President and the Vice President. Even the Speaker of Parliament's military detail was withdrawn from him. The only other person we know who uses the military is the Attorney General. In itself, very questionable. And then the Minister for Defense. So I asked them, is it the Attorney General you are escorting, or is it the Minister for Defense? They couldn't answer. And so we told them that, well, we have seen state apparatus used in Ayaraso West Walker. We didn't want any repeat of that. I was coordinating with Omani Buama, the Gangang area. We, it had been peaceful as, as at the time we were talking. We didn't want any incident. And so we urged them to be law-abiding, and, and we took our leave of them. Okay, so they have not done anything untoward beyond the fact that you saw them there and you did not expect to see them there. Well, we have picked signals of other places where they've gone to and who it is that they are escorting. But so long as that wasn't uh, made manifest in the area where we were coordinating, we, we would leave it at that. All right. So the areas that you supervise, eight polling stations, you said, um, no challenges, right? Um, it's been pretty much smooth. We, we, we so far would commend the police for the deployment that was done. Uh, at the Gangang A and B polling station, uh, our team met with the IGP, Mr. Dampari, on his own patrol, and we exchanged pleasantries. Um, there's been police presence everywhere. We are quite excited. Even though you see um, a, a detachment of heavily armed macho men from the NPP in every one of the polling stations that we went to, at least you could count at least 10 macho men who have been put there by the MPP. Um, again, you could see members of parliament and uh, regional executives and government appointees on the ground openly, brazenly distributing and paying for votes. You know, uh, some cases 200 cities, in some cases 500 cities. In some cases, we even had to intervene in what was nearly becoming fisticuffs between town members and the NPP apparatchikis because they were now accusing them of, in quotes, editing their money because they said they had heard they were supposed to be giving 500 CDs and people were giving them 200 CDs and 100 CDs and became rowdy and all that. We had to tell them, look, take your thing away from the polling station. This place is not where you come and fight over the illegality your party is engaged in. You know, we had to manage all of those situations. But so far, so good. Um, I'm on my way to one of our stations, but we've gotten quite a number of results um so far in in the Benue polling station Joe Kissing had 160 the M LPG candidate had zero uh, the NPP had 47 so we had almost 80% of the votes there uh, when you go to Kamsi we also had 160 votes there and the NPP had 47 um in Sekan Bodia the NPP had 136 we had 118 we closed the gap from 2024. Um, yeah, so we're doing quite well. If you in 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 Kamsi, actually, the MPP Charles Opoku had 63, and Joe Kwesin had 252. You know, um, in Ankara, Ankara DA Charles Opoku had 72. Joe Kwesin had 235. So we're, we're moving in Gangang A, where we met IGP uh, Dampari. Uh, Joe Kwesing had 215 and NPP had 44 in those polling stations. So you realize that it is a clean sweep for the NDC in the Ningo Gangang area where we've been working. Wish you all the best and thank you for speaking to us. Uh, now, someone at George's MP for Ningo Pram Pram. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Our correspondent, Calvi Stete, has been sending through some of the results. Uh, one of them with an interesting name. Uh, for that reason, I just want to share the results. The polling station is called Funeral Grounds. Funeral Grounds. And uh, in Breku. And this is uh, the results that have come through. Charles Opoku of the NPP had 155 votes. 155 votes. Sepanu Benis Enyonam of the LPG had one vote. One vote. Uh, that single one. 
and then Quisin James Jachi of the NDC had 227 votes. 227 votes. So Jasopoku of MPP 155 votes. James Quisin of NDC 227 votes. The polling station is called Funeral Grounds Breku. And that is uh, one of the results that have come through. And all agents have duly signed the electoral officer Ebenezer Opoku Boatin. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka, in Accra. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Uh, we have an eye on the Asin North constituency. A by election has finished. The votes are uh, been counted across the constituency 99 polling stations there will be collation that will be done in the capital and the declaration made by the electoral commission so far we've seen a number of results coming through from polling stations we've spoken to the mpp the ndc and of course our correspondent on the ground but the coverage continues here on ctfm and also on city tv you want to continue uh, following us there for now let's bring you some other stories we have on the radar the Ministry of Roads and Highways has assured members of the Ghana National Petroleum Tanker Drivers Union of the commencement of infrastructural works on the Volta Aluminium Company Limited Bone Road in Tema. This follows an ongoing indefinite sit-down strike by the union over concerns of poor road network, which is impacting negatively on the operations. The assurance was made after a delegation from the ministry met the leadership of the union to discuss ways to resolve concerns of the tanker drivers. In an interview with City News Vice Chairman of the Ghana National Petroleum Tanker Drivers Union, Sunday Alabi said, the strike, however, remains in full force despite the assurance. Yes, uh, the strike is still ongoing, and uh, the minister has uh, sent his delegate to come to see how things are. So we took them to the road to see the nature of the road, and what they saw, uh, they cannot uh, even talk. So they said they will take the, information, the issues back to the minister, so that we schedule a meeting, and then uh, they will come and work on it immediately. But for us, we stand where we stand until the commitment is done. We see that there are machines on the road. We are still waiting for them to to do that before you go back to work. Sunday, Alabi, the vice chairman of the Ghana National Petroleum Tanker Drivers Union. The aggrieved customers of Gold Coast Fund Management is calling for an investigation into the economic and organized crime for their inability to produce a server needed for an ongoing court case. The server, which belongs to the Gold Coast Fund Management Company, contains a backup data of its investors and was confiscated by the EUCO after the company's operational license was revoked in November 2019. But during a court section held on June 21st, on the liquidation case between the Registrar of Companies and the Black Shield Capital Fund Management Limited, it was revealed that a server in Yoko's custody had gone missing. Speaking to City News, a convener for the aggrieved customers of Gold Coast Fund Management Company, Charles Nami, says government must institute an investigation into the activities of Yoko. When Gold Coast Fund Management license was revoked, the government confiscated the data of Gold Coast Fund Management. Thus, their offices were locked by the Securitization Commission, and the server that contains a backup data for customers were confiscated by IOCO through the directives of Securitization Commission. Now, on the liquidation case, the court has ordered Securitization Commission to furnish Gold Coast lawyers with data for them to reconcile figures that have been presented to the court as debt owed to customers by Gold Coast Fund Management. For the past two years, the Screen Financial Commission has been very skeptical to produce these data requested by the court. Just last month, the court ordered that the server should be given or Gold Coast should be granted access to the server, which is under the custody of Yoko, so that these data that is needed by the court can be given to Gold Coast for the reconciliation on the figures. On the 23rd, sorry, on the 21st of June, that last Wednesday, we went to court and the Register General Department lawyer came to court to report to the court on their effort to reach out to Yoko for the server, they were told that the server cannot be located, meaning the server has gotten missing. What we go to for management customers is saying that if the server that will help the determination of the liquidation case, which is in the custody of the government, has got missing, then the government has no reason to keep the condition 
of the payment of Gold Coast Fund Management customers to the successful issuance of the liquidation order because the actions and the inactions of the government in the court suggest that the government has no will to secure this liquidation order. You heard the convener for the aggrieved customers of Gold Coast Fund Management Company, Charles Nyami. Now moving on, the National Food Suppliers Association has announced a planned protest on 4th July 2023 to register its displeasure over government's refusal to settle outstanding arrears owed members. This comes after an earlier decision to picket by members of the association was called off to make room for negotiations for payments of debts. Spokesperson for the National Food Suppliers Association of Ghana, Kwame, Kweku Amedume gave more reasons for the protest. Indeed, um, we've had meetings uh, where governments had agreed to give us the money before the close of the day, uh, Friday, uh, last Friday. But as I spoke with you, we have not heard anything from government. The government has not communicated as to why uh, it has not fulfilled its promise to pay on Friday. And so uh, we're considering resuming on our earlier agenda. So we have actually written to police uh, indicating that we'll be going back to pick it on the fourth. We wrote to police. We indicated to police on the fourth we'll be going pick it on the fourth of July. Yes, so about eight days to go. How much are we talking about in there? Uh, Two hundred and seventy million Ghana. That was a spokesperson for the National Food Suppliers Association, Kweku Amedume. The board of the Ghana Psychological Council says it won't hesitate in punishing persons who have not regularized their licenses as psychologists after its December 31, 2023 deadline. According to the council, with the approval of the Minister of Health, it has granted an amnesty to all psychologists and counsellors duly qualified by training but not, but are not yet licensed by the council to do so. By this amnesty arrangement, they are to apply for a certified a certificate before practice. Speaking to City News, the acting registrar of the Ghana Psychological Council, Anna Planch, urged all psychologists and counsellors to do the needful. Doing the law is done offence. If taken to court, you could be given, you will be required in some cases to pay penalty units. That is if you are found guilty. So a penalty unit from um, 250 penalty units to no more than 5,000 penalty units, or for a term of free imprisonment, um, up to uh, no more than 10 years. So um, we don't want people to to get to the law, uh, wrong side of the law. And that is why we are encouraging everybody to come and register and get a license so that we practice legally in the country. That was the acting registrar of the Ghana Psychological Council, Anna Plange. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News is powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netalinete Ajahu. Let's settle for the details now. President of the Automobile Assemblers Association of Ghana, Jeffrey Opongpe Price, urging government to accelerate the implementation of key policies outlined in the Ghana Automotive Development Policy. The move fo- aims to promote sustainability and growth within the country's automobile industry. During the inaugural ceremony of the Ghana Automotive Summit, Mr. Pepper highlighted the significant progress made in local vehicle production while expressing confidence that with the full implementation of favorable policies, substantial growth will be achieved by 2027. Since 2022, we have seen a total local production of vehicles rise to 4,700 units vehicles locally assembled and produced for the local market and as well as also export to neighboring countries. This number accounted for 9.7% of the country's new car market. And we at AAAG, we will strongly believe that with the full implementation of the kind of motive development policy, this can grow to around 60% by 2027. Of course, we believe that we will have the full 
this year and we will increase also production to meet these numbers. The Ghana automotive industry was valued at 4.6 billion US dollars in 2021 and as the forecast did to reach 10.6 billion US dollars by 2027. That was the president of the Automobile Assemblers Association of Ghana, Jeffrey Opong Prepa. Managing Director of Omnibus Bank, Daniel Asiedu, has assured of his outfit's continuous commitment to ensuring its products and services cater to the financial needs of its clients. This, he said, is in line with the bank's vision of providing innovative banking products and services in the Ghanaian banking industry. Daniel Asiedu made a call during the Omnibus Bank Health Walk which forms part of the company's corporate social responsibility to promote healthy living among the bank's clients and the public in general. We need to create health consciousness uh, amongst our customers, amongst uh, the general public and amongst our staff. Uh, these days, if you look at the rate at which um, you see obituaries at a very young age, uh, I think it's quite disturbing. And we believe that we need to create health consciousness as a bank. Not only must we emphasize the business angle, but we also need to as part of our corporate social responsibility to create awareness among our staff and amongst our customers and the general public at large. And that's why we do what we do. Uh, this is much more than the, 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 the maiden edition, which had a lot of people. And this, is, this has been impressive. Uh, again, this one, we, we, we walked a total of about 11.46 kilometers. That was the managing director of Omnibusic Bank, Daniel Isid, when finally as part of efforts to ensure the active participation of Ghanaians in the oil and gas industry, stakeholders are being encouraged to scale up the training of indigents to take over the sector. This, according to the Petroleum Commission, will ensure the efficient management of the oil and gas industry for the overall benefits of all Ghanaians. Speaking of the 2023 upstream job role localization in the upstream petroleum sector, CEO of the Petroleum Commission, Egbert Fable Jr., indicated that when oil and gas tertiary institutions equip the learners with the right skills, it will minimize the incidence of overspending to get expert rates to man the sector. Much as it's now a global village and so you get expatriates coming in, the truth and the stark reality is that for each expatriate you see working in the office in Ghana, let us know that the cost of bringing the expatriates, living here, working here, is passed on to Ghana when crude liftings are being done. So what do we do? Much as we want to work with our international partners, we need to deliberately train our own people so that over a period of time, they will take over the expatriate roles and by that, the cost of oil and gas production in Ghana will go down. Our investor friends will make more money and then government take from our oil fields will also go up. It is in that direction that the government of President Akufado that was the chief executive officer of the Petroleum Commission, Egbert Fable Jr. And that's it for City Business News and Eyewitness News. For more business stories, log on to citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nettelinete Ajahu. Have a good evening.